welcome to the Seeking Veganism podcast. My name is Jess and I am back with another amazing episode. I got to interview my friend Jenna, who is a subconscious specialist and healer who is guiding high performers to level up rapidly, transforming their stress, trauma, mindset and physical blocks in record time. Honestly, her work is absolutely amazing. I am so glad I met her because Every time we speak, my mind is just blown and, you know, my, I don't know, my, my horizon, let's say, opens up completely because, um, you know, the things that we talk about, all of them just make so much sense. And um, for those of you who have been following me for quite a while, probably have already listened to the older episode I did with Jenna on my podcast. Um, so definitely check that out where she also introduces herself and talks a little bit about veganism because she's also vegan um, and how she she became vegan and this has been an amazing episode so definitely check it out um, in this episode we're going to be talking about things like law of attraction how you can create the re reality that you want how you can become the person that you want um, but also we talk about what actually being conscious mean um, and how you can create groundwork for yourself that you can get a higher state of consciousness um, and how you can shift that for yourself, right? We also talk about programming, what that means for us and also stress management. What does stress do to the body and how can we, um, you know, let's say release the stress and feel less stressed throughout the day. So again, I really love this episode. You're definitely going to love it as well. Have fun. And if you would like to leave a review, of course, you're more than welcome to do that. I would be very happy if you leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, um, or if you just send me a message on Instagram um, telling me about the podcast, what you like about it, what you'd like me to change, anything that you have to tell me. Um, but I'm not going to take any longer. I would love for you to already start and enjoy the interview. Amazing. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so my name is Jenna Sophia, and I'm a subconscious specialist and energetic healer. And I basically guide high performers to level up their lives by transforming their stress mindset and physical blocks in record time using um, different tools that combined energy medicine and ancient wisdom along with science and physics to help them accelerate their potential pretty much. I love that. So for the listeners, if you want to hear more about how Jenna started all of that, go back to the older episode where she really talks about everything. So I don't want to get into it today. I really want to get already like dive deep with everything that I, you know, want to ask you about, um, you know, that I, I feel like your work is just, you know, so amazing and you're helping so many people, um, you know, become conscious and just really understand that, you know, life is more than just about like being here in the present moment, but really allowing them to like shift and create this amazing life that they have ahead of them. Um, and also I've been going through a lot of like shifts as well personally since we last talked it was I had really crazy experiences of like releasing a lot of stuff and you know being tired being emotional I was part of your upgrade and on that evening because it was my evening it was your afternoon yeah exactly at that time when you started I started crying I was like what the hell is happening yeah. <laughs> crazy like I just didn't understand because I was like lying next to my boyfriend in bed I just started crying he's like are you okay so I'm like I don't know what's going on like I'm literally crying out of nowhere so 
Can you tell us a little bit like the upgrade that, you know, you do regularly, what that is and what that means for people and how you actually help them? Yeah, for sure. Well, so I've been running the upgrades for about a year and a half now. And essentially what they are is um, I like to call them like quantum distant healing and upgrading, right? So healing is not my preferred choice of word. I, I use the word upgrade because what we're really doing is we're transmuting lower vibrational energy or dense energy that might be stuck or stagnant in the body and basically transmuting it into light or higher frequency right so we know that energy can't be created or destroyed it can only be changed in its form so really i've been you know my whole life studying with shamans and teachers and healers and i basically learned through my own intuitive practice how to send this energy out um, while i'm in a meditative state and it really allows people to release these emotions so similarly you know to the experience you had sometimes people have these emotional releases because it's creating pathways for you to release energy that no longer serves you. So sometimes you get emotional, sometimes you get extra tired, or sometimes you're just like flying high and it just feels so good. But, you know, it's not to say that you're supposed to integrate the energy in one way or have a, you know, cookie cutter release of energy, right? Everyone is unique. Everyone is different. And you're always releasing in the way that is best for you, um, very safely and, um, honoring the integrity of, of each individual in this space. So what is it exactly that you do? Because it sounds like yeah. super like woo woo, because a lot of people listening to this like, what is she talking about? So it is pretty woo woo. <laughs> people that like don't talk high vibrational and yeah. like understand that. Like what do you do in that state when you like, you know, help people shift, you know, from like low vibrational to high vibration? Yeah. That's a great question. So initially off the bat, like if you were to sign up, you basically, you reserve a spot and then you'd get an email with a place to set your intention, right? And so you basically are setting your intention for where you want the energy to flow in your life. Um, and the way that I actually facilitate the upgrade is I'm actually meditating. And with me, this is gonna sound woo-woo, but I interdimensionally travel and I, you know, see, the group in higher dimensional form. So in like light body form. So in higher dimensions, we're not this physical corporeal being, we are made of light. And so that's really the realms in which I'm engaging with this. And that's where I then am guided to, to do the clearings and how my intuition speaks. So it's not recorded or anything because I'm literally in meditation as this is happening. So that's, that's really the process and the best way that I can describe it. So me meditating and basically doing the healing through those realms. That sounds really, really cool. Um, I've been reading, or I just finished reading the book um, by Dr. Joe Dispenza, How to Become Supernatural, where he basically talks about exactly what you just described. And when you read it, it's like, I want to feel that like I want to go there but it's not that easy like you know I feel like with the daily 10 minute meditation guided meditation like you will not get to the state so you know what do you do to get yourself to that state or how did that process look like to get yourself to that kind of conscious like higher conscious level state <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know I just want to say that everyone 
has the ability to get to these levels. This is not like I'm special or I'm different. I've just found a unique way of understanding how my energy works and how I can benefit the collective. Also, if you haven't ever heard of human design, that's a really cool tool that you can use to learn more about yourself. But I actually have um, something in my human design that actually allows me to hold energetic space for other people. So this is like part of my intrinsic nature. So this is just something that comes naturally to me. Now, in terms of reaching these higher states of consciousness, as you say, I really see it as the way that you're living with intention every day. So like you said, it's not just about the 10 minute meditation and then I'm going to go binge eat and like watch a bunch of reality TV and, and, you know, go off and forget my center, but it's having that commitment day in and day out to the meditation practices, to what I'm putting in my body, to what I'm feeding myself with, with information, making sure that I'm not slipping in to different realms of thought where fear might be the dominant um, driving force, right? There's so much fear going on. So, you know, in terms of like meditation practices, um, I've been initiated into some of Satguru. He's an amazing spiritual teacher. Basically, he has different initiations for different meditations. So I've gone to his ashram and learned that. And so I keep that practice up where that's three times a day. And I've been com committed to that for about, um, about a year and three months now. So that's just, you know, kind of the evolution of my spiritual practice. I do other things as well, but you know, committing to meditation and being still, and then also making sure I'm not overdoing it with work and like I'm eating well, obviously, you know, you can have some things here and there for like treats and whatever, but making sure that you're trying to live as pure as possible and not pure as in like, you know, I'm like this like angelic person and we're not supposed to do any wrong, but pure in the sense that you're really intentional with what feels good to you. And you're doing that every day and making sure that you're grounding that energy within you every day, because that's what's going to open up those channels and what's going to allow you to really receive um, the, the gateways to those higher dimensions and energies. Yeah. Still someone normal that's listening, right? Normal. That sounds really <laughs> weird. But let's say just no. irregular listening, never heard about yeah. this, right? It's like, yeah. what is Jenna talking about? So a lot of times people, they come to you because they don't even know like how to do that, how to set the first, you know, or set the first point and like, okay, what, what is it that I can do? Is it the the, um, you know, the, the food or what is it that I really want to achieve in life. And again, kind of referring back to what Dr. Joseph Spencer says is that whatever you want to achieve in life, it already exists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the kind of law of attraction kind of comes into place as well. And I work with a lot of people that, you know, come to me having health goals, wanting to really become healthier, more conscious about the food choices that they make, right? Just feeling overall like they're, just more working with their bodies instead of against it. Um, I do see a lot of times though, and you know, I'm guilty of it as well, is that you do want to achieve a certain goal, but you question yourself, like, is it even possible for me? Can I even achieve it? And so when, when you kind of talk about law of attraction, I feel like that's all interconnected. So how would you say is it possible to like create your dream life with incorporating exactly what you just talked about in law of attraction yeah i think that's a great question well 
to the first part of it is like, where do we start, right? And I think a lot of the times, especially when you're really stuck, right? And you're like, I want to change. I want this dream life. It's very overwhelming to go from zero to 100, right? Like even we all have dreams, right? If I were to think of like where I hope to be in 20 years, that would be overwhelming to, to me now. I would never start, right? I would just kind of stay there. So really what you need to remember is to keep things into perspective, right? Not try to bite off more than you can chew. It starts by committing to yourself, small things that you can hold yourself accountable to every day, whether that's something simple, like making your bed. When I was super depressed, making my bed was like the hardest thing ever. So making sure that you're setting tangible goals that you can achieve that are in range, and then you can start stretching yourself with the goals that you're setting and not getting caught up in what's the finish line and where am I going to be when this is all done, but recognizing you are where you are and really seeing that and not seeing that as a barrier to where you want to go, but understanding it's a ladder, right? You're not going to just like shoot up into space and all of a sudden be this different person. So that would be the first thing in terms of like the law of attraction, you know, when people are starting to get into this spiritual space, you know, you hear about law of attraction and, and how it works. And I think one of the biggest things why people get discouraged about the law of attraction is because they say, oh, you know, just speak what you want into existence or say what you want and say what you want, and then you're going to get it. But the universe doesn't read language the same way it reads feelings. So if you're saying things and you don't actually believe it, or you're not saying it with the energy in which you want and you're saying it, let's say, with limitation or with doubt or with fear, you're actually being counterproductive in how you're actually going to attract those things. Because essentially, when, when we think of the law of attraction, we have to really look at the subconscious because the subconscious is the blueprint for everything in our lives, right? Dr. Bruce Lipton talks a lot about this, and I would definitely recommend Biology of Belief to read if you're interested in understanding how our subconscious directly affects the reality that we live in today. Um, and even Dr. Joe Dispenza, you know, talks about the subconscious and the, and the quantum realm and how that all connects to multiple realities that we could potentially live in, right? So we really have to understand that it's not about the words and not about trying to trick ourselves into a new life, but really being in our truth and grounded with what we're saying and with what we want to create. Otherwise, we're going to keep feeling this friction and say, well, come on, I'm using the law of attraction. Like, why isn't it working? So there are a lot of different things that we actually have to look at before, you know, we even talk about the law of attraction in that way, because it's, it's a simple process and understanding that like, yes, there is a law of attraction where you will attract certain things, but it's not just good things, right? We're constantly attracting things, good things, bad things. Attraction is constantly working. But when it comes to the law of attraction, I think it's just been played up to be this like positive thing where it's like, oh, I'm using the law of attraction because like I manifested this, but we're constantly attracting things and we have to look into our subconscious to really understand what it is we're attracting. So kind of, you know, I think, you know, giving you an example, um, I used to be in a very toxic relationship. And when I left that relationship, I was like, I knew that I attracted this person because of, you know, my beliefs and whatever, but I kept attracting the same kind of person over and over and over mm -hmm. again, because I just had the belief that this was the type of person that I was probably supposed to, 
you know, attract. So how can you break that belief? Because I felt like it was one of the hardest things. That's why a lot of like, you know, women tend to attract men that are not good for them. It's because they just don't believe probably they deserve better or they're just like attracted to them or attracting them in any certain type of way. So how can you break that? Yeah, and that's a great question. You know, how do we break patterns that we continuously attract? And, you know, one of the things that I think people forget is that, oh, if I leave this job or if I leave this person, then the next one will be better. Sometimes that is true, but not all the time, right? Because if we haven't healed the trauma that is occurring subconsciously within us, we're going to continue to keep perpetuating that. And that's going to become the magnet of what we attract. So subconsciously, nothing, there's no time in the subconscious. So when, just because you've left one relationship, your subconscious is still running. Like that's happening right now. So what is that putting out into the field? When you go to your next relationship, it's going to say, Oh, we got to, you know, this is exactly a match for this. This is a law of attraction, right? We've we're matching what is already within her subconscious breaking those habits really, you know, if you can't work with the subconscious, I mean, everyone is working with the subconscious, but I'm talking about more one-on-one, but what can you do within yourself is getting really clear with yourself as to how is this benefiting me? What part of me actually is finding benefit in this? Is it because I don't feel like that I'm worthy? Is it because I feel like someone should control me? Is it because, you know, I don't know how to receive love or receive, you know, what I want from a partnership and, and really asking yourself those questions are really powerful in terms of creating really significant shifts. When I was super sick with PCOS and endometriosis and a slew of like mental health issues, you know, one of my main subconscious blocks for me getting well was realizing that I believe that if I was sick, then that was the only way I was going to receive love and support. And so why would I give that up? Even though I was so uncomfortable and I was living in this hell, there was something that was holding me back that was actually serving me in this position. And we really have to ask ourselves those questions because that can be our key to liberation, right? If with awareness, you can change anything because you then get to decide, am I going to create this again? Or am I going to understand and activate myself into a different frequency to attract something new because now I brought awareness to what was unconscious before. So that would be my, my suggestion in terms of like how you can actually start to, to break out of these things and then taking action, you know, in line with the goals that you want, even though it's uncomfortable, or even if it feels like a stretch, like I said, making those goals that are easy for you to achieve and not too overwhelming and, um, unachievable for you given whatever stage you are at yeah yeah I love that you mentioned also that you did go through some really tough times and you had to do the of course the work yourself first what I really like about you know following you on Instagram is that um, even though you have so much knowledge and that you share it with people and you tell them what they what they should be doing you still are very vulnerable yourself and you're like, Hey, I had this like detox all of a sudden. I remember, you know, seeing you in a story, like where you slept like a lot of hours or something. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us more about like, cause a lot of times, you know, we see, you know, people on Instagram or like they see me as this person that, you know, sells this program. They see you, you know, helping people. They have their perception that we are already perfect. We have, we are done with the work that we do on ourselves but that's not necessarily true. So 
how do you, or let me rephrase that, like what type of work do you see yourself still doing to this day that is not easy for yourself as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, easy is a perception, right? I love to put myself in environments and, you know, places that will allow me to grow, right? And we're not going to grow when we're comfortable. So whether that's doing a water fast or whether that's, you know, challenging the way that I respond to people, right? Or, or just doing things to challenge my normal patterning allows me that growth opportunity. So for me, it's like, it's not necessarily like what area am I working on, but it's understanding that I never like to get too comfortable with where I am. And I always approach everything with a beginner's mind, because when you do that, you never, you've humbled yourself to know that you don't know everything and that there's something to learn from everyone. My clients teach me all the time, like all of them, each one of them. I'm so blessed for every lesson and awareness that they've given me within myself, right? Because they're reflecting something that is within me somewhere, right? I might, I may not have the exact problem, but the thread or the energy of what they're trying to release, I can relate to. And so really being open to learning for yourself and not thinking that you know everything. And just because you've gotten to a certain level, that doesn't mean anything. You can always get to a next level and there's always going to be room to grow. And so challenging myself with my mind, my body, my spirit, and, and being really humble with how I'm going about my life and knowing that, you know, I could get kicked on my ass one day and like, you know, I could, I could be sick, you know, and then what, you know, so not like having it figured out, like, you know, you know, everything you've gone to a certain place that you can help other people who, who need what you once were struggling with. Right. But that doesn't mean, you know, everything. And so for me, that's really kind of the mindset and mentality I have when it comes to continuing the growth that I, that I'm on and that I, I look for. I love that you said that, that your clients, t clients teach you so much because I completely agree. Like I'm always so like overwhelmed in a positive way. I'm like, Oh my God, this is like actually so great because I never realized doing what I do, you know, I would get to this point where I could actually like tell that, you know, after every call that I have with, with my girls, I'm like, this was really great. Like I actually had a lot of like shifts and like, you know, realizations. Sometimes though, I also have to say that I'm very receptive of energies. So we kind of already talked about that, you know, the, the current situation that, you know, the entire world is in right now. Um, I probably would have told you like until two months ago, I was still pretty good with it. I didn't really, it didn't really affect me. I was just living my life, you know, still enjoying everything and really actually enjoying being home and doing my thing um but at the same time I started the last two months just feeling a lot of the energy coming onto me and like feeling I don't even know how to describe it it was just there it was just there literally and I, I can't even know how to tell it so um how do you like I wouldn't say build up this wall but you know working with so many people that do need you in some kind of way that you know help them you, you have to of course put a lot of your own energy onto them and help them shift how do you by the end of the day still have enough energy for you know putting in the work yourself mm -hmm. because again like I just felt 
I was super drained by everything that was happening and by so many clients going through stuff that I was like, oh my God, there's literally no energy left for me. And all I could do is just like lie on my couch and be dead because mm-hmm. literally, you know, everything that my mind was able to do. How do you do that? Because I feel like your job is even harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe to, to some, to some people, yeah, it looks quite like, whoa, that's a lot of energy you're taking on. And especially in my upgrades where I have so many people, right. That I'm serving and, and sending energy out to, and then that, um, you know, energetic uh, exchange that's being made with that. So a few things with this one is definitely making sure that you have balance in your life. I think, you know, a lot of the times we feel like whenever we're in a position of helping others, we feel like we have to burn ourselves to the core and we have to give everyone our energy, but ourselves. And I have this rule where I give myself 60% of my own energy and the rest 40% is for those that I can help. And then I decide how, how many people I can actually serve with that 40%. And Interestingly enough, the more time that I give myself to decompress, to do the things that keep me in alignment actually allows me to serve more people. So that's one thing. Another thing is making sure that you're not being a dysfunctional empath. Okay. I want to talk about this because, you know, especially when we're so sensitive, right. To the current events or the clients that we work with, or even, even, colleagues, you know, or our boss or people that were constantly around, how do we not pick up energetically what they're putting out there, right? Or rather, how do we leave it where it is rather than bringing it home with us and having us carry it like a backpack, um, like we're our, it's our own stuff, right? And I think a lot of the times we get confused and thinking that the only way we can connect to someone is if we take it on ourselves, And that I think is very untrue and it's actually dysfunctional because on the one hand, you're given this beautiful gift in being able to understand the subtleties of energy and understanding deeply how someone's feeling that you actually can provide a solution for them, right? Being so connected to them, but also maintaining a boundary of knowing that, you know what, this is theirs. This is not mine right? And not getting attached to their process. You know, I have some clients that, you know, the first few weeks of working together, they are going through literally a dark night of the soul and they're, you know, need me so much. And if I was like, oh my God, freaking out with them, I'm not standing in my sovereignty. I'm not standing in my energy. I'm not standing in alignment, knowing that this is exactly what they needed to go through in order to get to the next level of where they want to be right? And we're not responsible for the way people transform. That's also something. And understanding that people are going to have different energies and different ways of purging things and clearing things so that they can be at their next level. So definitely taking a step back and and understanding that you can't get entangled. You can be empathetic. You can connect to them. You can show up for them. But knowing that this is not something that you have to hold on to within yourself um, and keeping that inside of you, like that's the only way you can help them. I also take um, either Epsom salt baths, like salt baths, or I do a salt scrub literally any day I do energetic work, which is about four to five days a week. So for me, that's really important and setting boundaries where it's like, I'm not available on weekends unless it's an absolute emergency, you can call me. But for the most part, that's really how 
you create that space and then you can show up for people even more and you can have these boundaries energetically where you're not overwhelmed with what's happening, right? And you just kind of see it as an observer rather than thinking that, you know, you're needing to be in this worry state, but you're only actually perpetuating the problem and the energy that is there. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's really deep. Um, how do you though, like, you know, let's say I'm doing really well and I usually don't pick up on anyone else's energy, but my family's. Mm. Right. And I want to really protect myself, but my family really needs me because shit is going down. Let's say it like this. How can you still make sure, even though they need you so much and you actually don't have a choice to like not be there for them? How are you able to still reserve your energy and not feel like you just don't have any more to give yourself? Mm -hmm. And this is speaking from an example of a client of mine, someone that is going through stuff like right now. Mm -hmm. I'm having a hard time actually like, you know, being able to help her in that way because I don't know. I know how it was for me when my family was going through stuff and I had to be there like 24 seven and I had no time for myself whatsoever because it's just not possible. So mm -hmm. how do you do that? Yeah. Well, you know, I think everyone's had their fair share of family problems and I don't know the extent to what um, this person is going through. Right. But I will say there's always time. Right. We use time as an excuse to not give ourselves the things that we need. But everybody has a minute. Everybody goes to pee, go to the bathroom, take a few breaths for yourself, do something, but stop making excuses as to why you are not in alignment because of what's happening outside of you. If you are not happy with the way that you are showing up energetically, or if you feel depleted and you have responsibilities that you cannot like be relieved from, you always have time, even if it's for a few minutes to take that time for yourself, to do a quick meditation, to do a little bit of breathing, to repeat affirmations to yourself, to talk to yourself in the mirror. Everybody has time for that. And it's about making that time and understanding, well, you know what? I'm going through a really hard time and I don't have as, as, as much self-care as I'd like to, but this is what I'm going to do. And even just like small things, like if you can't, when you're in the shower, making sure that you're washing yourself with salt or cedar or something that is like energetically cleansing for you so that you don't feel the baggage, like continue to seep into your field, right? And also remembering that you cannot show up for anyone if you are in the same level of consciousness of the problem that you're trying to solve. So how can you actually show up powerfully for them Like, what can you actually do? It starts by taking care of yourself so that you have solutions to problems maybe they didn't see before, or you're able to bring a different energy to the group and that then lifts the energy of those around you, right? But we underestimate the power of who we are and what our energy can actually bring to situations and actually how much time we have to give to ourselves, even if it's five minutes a day to take a shower or when you're in the bathroom, or like I said, everybody has time. So definitely making that a priority if you're feeling so energetically depleted and overwhelmed by what you're going through, making that time for yourself because everybody has two minutes. Yeah, that's also something that I always tell them. You can't tell me you don't have five minutes to like, you wake up in the morning, you have five minutes to look at your phone, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So it's like, use those five minutes, don't look at your phone, but 
meditate, breathe deeply, whatever it is that makes yeah. you grounded in that moment. So absolutely. But even sometimes like, you know, I've been in those states and I've had those mental blocks where I'm like so overwhelmed that I can't even see that as an option. Right. But then you just have to recognize that, you know what, this is where I am right now, but I always know I have a choice to become better. Mm-hmm. And, and when you decide that you want to make that choice, make it, but don't hold yourself and say that, oh, like become self-loathing, right? Just recognize that I'm not in a position to help myself right now. I'm not in a position to do this for myself and seeing it as where you're at and honoring that. Because like I said, the moment you bring awareness to it and you actually stop putting bullshit in front of yourself and like trying to make all these excuses and just saying, you know what, I really don't have the capacity to do this. That is 10 times more powerful than trying to lie yourself, lie to yourself every day. Mm. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You talk a lot about... Um perception shifts on your Instagram something that I have never like seen it in that way and you know you always have those Q&As where you ask people like what do you need a perception shift on mm-hmm. could you kind of tell us what does perception shifting mean um yeah let's just yeah. first go with that great yeah so perception shift um for me is when we are stuck in a way of thinking or we feel blocked in something And all you really need to do is shift your perception in order to see things differently. So a perception shift is giving you more awareness to what you're actually having a problem with so that you can start to see solutions and that you actually really see that you're not stuck at all, right? And it just is by changing a thought or looking at the perspective of your situation from a different lens will allow you to make these shifts within yourself. And when you do that, you're able to then take different actions, see things differently. It's like, you know, once you, once you see something, you can't unsee it. Same Mm -hmm. thing with a perception. Once you are aware of a perception, you can't unsee that perception because you've been given context and awareness to that very thing that maybe you were struggling with before. Do you have an example of yourself? Of a perception shift? Mm -hmm. So, um, let's give like health and wellness, right? This idea of like, oh, you know, I have to do all these things. I have to meditate like three times a day. If I don't meditate, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not this person that people think I am, or I'm not going to receive the downloads that I need, or I'm not going to be able to do my upgrades. or I'm not going to all this stuff, right? You have to be making, make sure for me, the perception shift was, am I doing this out of spiritual ego? Am I doing this because I actually love it? And that perception shift in itself is making you recognize why you're doing what you're doing, right? And so always checking yourself, right? Of like, are my actions in line with what I authentically want to do? And then some days I'm like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing my morning meditation. I just feel like getting up and doing some distant work for my clients. And then I'm going to eat and then I'll meditate later. But listening to what your body wants and being in alignment with that is so crucial to your success and overall alignment. Because it's not about the things, it's about how you do the things and with what energy you're bringing. I feel like what you say, listening to your body is something that I also talk a lot about, but I also see a lot of people having difficulties in that, especially in like the health, you know, aspect and the health journey, because 
if my clients were to listen to what they want to do, it's like they wouldn't eat my diet. They would go for the chocolate and they would go for all of that kind of stuff. So how can you find kind of like the middle way of understanding, okay, I'm going to listen to myself, but I will make the right choices because I'm a big fan of like, you know, flowing throughout the day or throughout your life, because I've been like super, like strict with like morning routine, have to wake up at this time, have to meditate at this time, have to work out at this time. And this has put kind of what you said, this has put such restrictions on me that I started hating my Mm. day. And so now I'm also more flowy. I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, today is a day I want to do a yoga practice, or maybe I just want to do weightlifting or whatever it is, because I've understood that this has given me joy in life. But how would you like start with someone that's like really at the beginning of it, as an example, a health journey and doesn't actually know what's good for them and what's not? Mm-hmm. I think people do know what's good for them because if they are at the beginning of a health journey, they already know what's good for them. It's just about whether or not they want to commit to it. That's a different question, right? Because when I say I intuitively flow, it's because I'm very aware at what things will serve me and what things won't serve me. So for example, right, when you're on a health journey, knowing that you could eat five chocolate bars or you could have a a balanced meal, right, with protein and carbs and all these things, the question then becomes each choice I make has an opposite or equal reaction, right? And understanding that I have to live with the consequences. So if I feel like I don't want to work out for a week, I have to live with the effects of that. And I have to see my body change and kind of go back to its sluggish self. But then I also have to recognize that I also have a choice to make time for that if that's important for me. And I think it becomes more a question about priorities. What are you prioritizing? It's easy to fall into patterns that are comfortable. Again, talking about what I said before about putting myself in these uncomfortable situations because I know I'm going to have such benefit at the end of it, right? I was going through this kidney cleanse recently. I was literally, I was like, oh my God, I cannot go through this. This is, my body is just like craving all of these foods. And I was like, I was like addicted to so many things that I didn't realize thoughts, right? Um, Patterns of, of eating, the way that I was consuming caffeine. And I'm realizing, you know what? My body is just a program. It's just going back to things that it was comfortable with and it's craving these things. But if I want to push myself to be like, you know what? I have so much energy without caffeine. I haven't had any caffeine today, by the way. So it's like, you know, it's six o'clock. So for me, it's like, if I want that life and I want to live in that certain frame of mind, I have to do things to push myself out of that bounds. Same with your health. If you want that body, the body's not just going to create itself for you. You have to put in work to get that body. But it then it then goes back to determining, am I going to make this a struggle or am I going to make this a joyful experience? And you get to decide. And that's the perception shift when you're starting that health journey. Why am I doing this? right? Why do I want to do this? What am I giving myself the gift of by doing this? And what do I really have to let go of asking yourself those hard questions? What do I have to let go of in order for me to be this version of myself, right? And then you can start being more intuitive with your practice and understanding that, you know what, you really don't have to meditate three times a day, every day. There can be some days where it just isn't feeling like your vibe, but understanding that, you have 
a day of that. You don't have four days of that or five days of that because then that becomes a habit. That's not intuition. That's not flowing with it. That's becoming habitual. So you can have good habits and bad habits, but understanding that you can intuitively flow, but also keeping your principles and your commitments to yourself as a means of the way that you live life. Is that reprogramming? You're basically reprogramming because with each commitment that you make and you repeat it with enough practice, you are programming your body to engage in a different way. And you're saying, this is how I want my body to run. This is how my body's going to feel. And you're doing the things that actually support that life that you actually want. Especially now during these times, it's like stress is super heightened for so many. And a lot of times I feel like the stress doesn't even come from like an actual source. It's just there because people are not allowed to go outside and they miss, you know, their friends and stuff like that. And then they work more because they have more time. And mm -hmm. what does stress do to our bodies? Well, I mean, they there's science that actually 90% of doctor's visits are stress related. So what does that actually tell us? Stress is creating disease. Stress is actually creating the problems that we have on a mental and physical level. So if we don't properly manage our stress and we don't have ways to actually um, transmute the stress that we're feeling, we're going to get sick. And that's just a fact. And so we have to understand that stress actually will activate different epigenetic codes within us that will turn on and off genetic expressions for heart disease or for cancer or, you know, for mental health illness. And so understanding that with perception shifts that we actually have the power to determine how we feel is the key to managing your stress. And is the key to understanding, you know what? I can't control the external. I can control the internal. And a lot of the times people will say, oh, well, my boss is like this, or I have to do this, or my mom is like this, or, you know, my kids, whatever. We make all these excuses. But if we just recognize we are where we are, we cannot do anything about what's happening externally. We can only change what's happening within. And when we have control over that, everything changes. That's actually how the work that I do with my clients, people call it manifesting, people call it law of attraction, call it whatever you want. But when you are in control of your inner world, your external world has no choice but to change. I know there's some people in lockdown right now that are having an amazing time. I know there are some people in lockdown that are having a horrible time. It's what's the difference, your perception of it, right? So that is the key to managing the stress that you're experiencing and not looking for all the problems, but looking for all the gratitude, allowing yourself to feel annoyed, sad, upset, go through those emotions. Don't suppress them. Don't have this toxic positivity, right? Because it's, again, it's not about what you're saying out into the universe. It's about how you're feeling. So making sure that you're alchemizing those energies, making sure that you're having a practice that keeps you grounded, even if it's difficult, but making that commitment to yourself to say, you know what, this might be challenging, but I know that this is going to be so much worth the end reward than where I am right now and staying in this slightly uncomfortable place. Yeah. And you're getting stronger every time you do the work, every right? Every time, every time. 
Yeah, because that's how you're building those neural pathways. And that's how you're training your mind to look for certain things, to behave in a certain way, to have different reactions, to see different things, right? Each, each human on this earth has a completely different understanding of this world. No one has the same understanding of this world. No matter if you both read the same material, you're each computing the information based on your level of consciousness and your subconscious beliefs. So if you understand that it's your lens and you're in control, then it doesn't really matter what's happening outside, right? It really doesn't matter because it's up to you to decide how you're going to feel. Yeah. And I think that this time that we've had is really um, creating a divide in understanding the people who are in their power and those who have given their power away just because something external has happened. Yes, all the way. I feel like everything that you said, I can see myself throughout the years, how much it has shifted for me as well, because I used to be that person that was, I, I, you know, it was very easy to control me with outside forces, let's say everything that happened outside of me, like, you know, for my family or whatever, I was immediately, you know, reacted. I yes. always reacted immediately. And now I just, exactly what you just, what you just said, I've really learned it so well to like completely, I won't say completely, but like 80% of the time, depending on what's happening to detach myself from it. And because I've been putting in the work over and over again, I can actually see that it's just getting easier and easier. So mm -hmm. next time something happens, I'm like, okay, I acknowledge it. I try to feel what I have to feel, but then I move on. I'm like, okay, I cannot do anything about it. Right. It's not at all in your power. And yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's like, I have one last question before we end this, if you have some more time. No, I just wanted to like kind of go off on that. And it's like reminding yourself, right? Like how you were talking about being reactive. Like if, if anyone's listening to this that knows me really well, they know that I can be super reactive and I still get reactive from time to time, right? But it's like a reaction and then you're like, oh, it's done. You know, it's like, but I'm just a very passionate person and it's part of my personality, but it's actually understanding like, do I want to waste my time being that way? for the majority of how I live? Or do I wanna take responsibility and create a muscle of resilience to things and not allowing that external reality to impact how I am internally, right? And that's the resilience that you have to build up. It's like when you're lifting weights, you don't go ahead and just start lifting 100 kg out of nowhere, right? You have to build the muscle. So the same way your reaction is all about building a muscle right? And how you're responding to the world. And it will be challenging, right? There's some days you go to the gym and you're like, oh, I feel like I like can't even lift anything, right? There will be days like that, but you have to be patient with yourself because it's a process, right? That's all it is. We're just working through what we're given at each moment and having compassion for ourselves and knowing that it's all adding up to each time we're given a challenging situation, you're going to see yourself responding differently because yeah. you've made that choice to be different yeah yeah I can also see like kind of two types of people I see people that are very receptive of it and for example I talk about you know my clients people you know a couple of girls join my program and they're super receptive of those changes and are open to actually receive you know all of those things and shift their per perception but a lot of times I also see others that want to change 
but are not receptive of it. Mm-hmm. And they did commit to this, but somehow are still falling back into old patterns. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the more I push, the worse it gets because I'm like, I feel like I really want to help, but because they're like sitting somewhere, you know, in England or in, in the States, I'm like, I don't have, like, I, I just don't know what to do because mm-hmm. if that person is not receptive of it, I can do whatever I want. I will not reach it. Yeah. And just, it it wouldn't even matter if they were sitting right in front of you. How many people sit in therapy for 15 years face to face? No one's going to make you change. It's a, it's only you, you decide what you want. So again, when you're like looking for someone to like get you to that next level, whatever it is, health, mind, you know, body, whatever it is, no one is actually doing that for you. Like I've always say, I'm doing nothing. I'm actually just, I'm just a stepping stone for you to recognize that this was always there. So when you let go of that and you actually release the resistance of like, you know what, this is actually not my responsibility at all. Then they're more aware and they realize that it is on them to decide if they want that change. And no one can help them get there. It doesn't matter if you try to say it 10 hundred different ways. right? They're still going to decide if they're ready for that. And a lot of people don't want to let go of the the version that they are because they're scared of who they could be. And it's a safe. They don't even know. Yeah. And they're safe, right? And the subconscious is always looking to keep us safe, right? So, you know, even like a safety example, you know, you might have grown up in a family where like arguing was, was very normalized, right? And so you might have thought that was safe. So you always attract really toxic people, right? Because your subconscious actually thought that that was safe. Is it safe? Like in reality? No, it's not safe, but you're running off of program. So if this doesn't feel like a safe place to grow in a good way, you're never going to grow. So also recognizing that as well, that everyone's coming with different programs and perceptions. And it's only until they want to realize like, you know what, I'm ready to step into this next version. And I know that I have to let go of the toxicity and the excuses and the complaining. And I really have to take self-responsibility. That's where, that's where the change really happens. And no one can do that. No coach, no guru, no one, but that's also really empowering. That's also why a lot of people are watching tons of videos on Mm -hmm. YouTube and are reading 10,000s of books but there's just no shift. Mm-hmm. I feel like a miracle is going to happen just because they watch this video and they listen to the words and they read everything. But then they wonder after 10 years of doing all of the work, they still don't actually, and I just did it in like, how do you call that in English? Uh, <laughs> quotations. Quotations. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not actual work. It's just like you consuming all of the content but then not doing anything with it. And I feel like 99% of the people are like that. It's mm-hmm. like the consumption is so real. That's why so many people like Dr. Joe Dispenza is making tons and tons of money, but the actual people that use it are the ones that are seeing the difference, right? Yes, mm-hmm. because it's self-commitment. And like I said, making those promises to yourself and actually deciding whether or not you want to commit to something, right? Because with anything that you want, there will be some discomfort you have to push through. You will have to challenge yourself in seeing different things and in a different light and taking different action and doing things you've never done. And that's freaking scary. It is. 
but you have to you have to ask yourself is this worth the reward and do i want that right now and am i ready for that and also realizing that it's not going to be a straight line to success that kind of what you said as well you're just going to like go back a couple of steps and then go mm-hmm. the front for one step and just like have this journey of like everything that you experience is kind of part of the journey and I feel like another important thing is also that we always look for this end result. And especially like also in terms of health journey, we always just have this end result in mind and forget that the journey is the actual thing that we should be experiencing and that we should be even allowing to like, like, right. And enjoy. Um, So I, I listened to a podcast yesterday about Buddhism and this guy also said something about like, you don't wait until the end of the movie. You want to enjoy the entire experience of the movie. You don't want to only listen to the last part of the song. You want to listen to the entire song. And I, I thought this was a great example of like how actually our life is, is looking like for every one of us. It's like everyone is always living for the future something. Mm-hmm. And we forget to live in the now that this is the actual experience that is making everything so great. Exactly. It is. And, and it is the journey, right? Like, you know, even universe, one verse, it's a song, right? We're, we're experiencing something larger than ourselves. And, and we're here for the experience, for the expansion. And things wouldn't taste as satisfying or, you know, feel so good if we just got it, just sat by thinking of it, right? Think about it. If you'd got everything that you wanted, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of boring, right? Like, really? right? So there might be some things that you really want. You're like, oh, that'd be a good idea if I could just have that right now. But really, when you think about it overall, um, it it is about the journey and the expansion that comes with that. I feel like one more thing, um, you know, what you said with like people that get it like this, we Mm. can kind of see it with like those superstars and people that are like famous that you know of course they had a hard time getting to where they are but the moment like for example let's say Justin Bieber as an example you could see him also just having too much going on um, and he got everything like this and then you could also see him being super unhappy because then he doesn't even have a goal that he can still work towards because whatever he wants he can get yeah but even his goals change then right maybe then it's more inner peace Maybe it's more privacy, right? Like you also have to understand, like you can get everything that you want. You can, and you can get it with ease. You just have to get out of your own way and you have to stop making excuses for yourself. And you have to stop saying, this is going to be hard, or this is going to, you know, this is going to be a journey that's going to like kill me or like knock me off, you know, my center and, and just be really intentional with how you're looking at achieving your goals right and staying true to yourself and keeping those commitments and the devotion really forget the word commitment be devoted to what you want be devoted to yourself and let that lead you love that all right jenna how can people find you how can people work with you what can they do with you tell us everything (laughs) amazing yeah so you can um uh, follow me on instagram um, my Instagram is underscore Jana Sophia. And you can also check out my website, which is beyondthebelief.com. And I share a lot of my upgrade updates there if you want to join one of those. And yeah, pretty much. <laughs> 
Awesome. I will definitely link everything in the show notes so people can find you in an easy way. Perfect. But awesome, Jenna, this was really, really great. Again, I could talk with you forever and ever <laughs> about these things because I just really love, you know, your knowledge and everything that, you know, you have worked on yourself and now you're just sharing it with the world. Um, it's an amazing gift that you have. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in real life very, very soon. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> give you the biggest hug so that we can enjoy London's amazing vegan food that's kind of the goal absolutely it's delicious here I can't wait for you to come <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun um but thank you so much again and yeah I can't wait for everyone to listen to this thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode again I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did I would love to hear your feedback on it so feel free to send me a message but also check check Jenna out she is again as I told you absolutely amazing so she, you're going to find the link in the show notes to her Instagram and her website um, so yeah thank you so much for listening and until next time